Good morning, church. Today's scripture is, uh, it's actually a prayer from the Old Testament, and I think it still holds a lot of truth today. And I think we need to be praying prayers like this on a daily basis. So today's scripture is in Psalms 72. And today's scripture is actually only verse 2, but we're going to go through the whole psalm. So Psalm 72, 2 says, May he judge your people in righteousness and your afflicted ones with justice. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So before we dive in, let's just lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for every blessing that you pour out upon us and those around us. And Lord, we thank you for your righteousness and you're just, and you see us in our situation, and you don't instantly throw condemnation at us. You come alongside us, and you teach us how we need to walk things out so that we can live a more holy and pleasing life to you, and that reflects you to the world. Lord, as we dive into today's message, we just ask that you give us clarity and discernment of what you need us to hear. And however we need to be pruned, we ask that your words be pierced into our hearts so that they become a natural part of how we live. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen Son, Jesus, and all God's people said, Amen. So this is believed to be a prayer of David for his son Solomon. So let's just make our way through Psalms 72 and reflect on how it's talking about the duties or the burdens of the king, but it's also a request and looking forward to the king of kings. So Solomon, um, Psalm 72 is of Solomon. And this prayer is actually concerning the reign of Solomon. So when Solomon took the throne, he he absolutely felt he was not equipped for the job. This was a major calling. Okay, how many of us have had God put something on our hearts? And I know this is going to be 100% of us. But God has put something on our hearts. And we can see all the ways or the reasons why we can't fulfill what God has put on our heart. That's what's going on. Now, when we dive into this, I don't want you to think about the royal family as as we see it today. Not like the Queen of England. This is not a royal family running from cameras, but yet making public appearances to set a good standard of living through their charitable works. This is a time that is much different in Israel than today's, I guess you'd say, monarchy that cuts ribbons and waves at people. The king of Israel had a real burden. He was the Supreme Court. He was the ultimate earthly judge of his people. This was a a huge burden for Solomon to do the right thing in every single case that was put before him. So this prayer is asking the Lord to bless his reign, give him clarity, give him discernment. And this prayer reaches past the borders of Israel. Much is said here also about the coming kingdom of Christ, 
So let's dive into verse 1. It says, Endow the king with your justice, O God, the royal son with your righteousness. May he judge your people in righteousness, your afflicted ones with justice. Now, this is a huge burden for Solomon. He, th- there's a crying out for clarity and discernment while carrying out the royal duties of the cross. Verse 3, May the mountains bring prosperity to the people and the hills the fruit of righteousness. This is not simply a request to bless the mountains and the hills. This is a reference to the larger issues of the court and the smaller issues of the court. So the huge burdens, the huge issues, those are the mountains. And the smaller burdens or the smaller issues of the court, those are the hills. I know in in my life, I've asked many people before that I need them to pray to God for a mountain to move. Because this mountain was standing in my way and it was in my way of something I was working toward. I could see what was on the other side, but I knew this mountain was not just going to move. We all have mountain size and hill size burdens or issues in our lives. Verse 4 May he defend the afflicted among the people and save the children of the needy. May he crush the oppressors. Again, this is in reference to the responsibilities of the king. He's asking, Lord, help me do the right thing. Verse 5. May he endure as long as the sun, as long as the moon, through all generations. So he's saying, God's people need to fear him for the duration of creation. He's praying for those knees to bow and the respect and the reverence to be given to the Lord. Verse 6. May he be like rain falling on the mown field, like showers watering the earth. Okay, what he's saying here is, may the king make decisions that are blessings to the people. And not just do it out of own, his own selfishness or, or anything he wants to see come about. But to actually make the right decisions. And then verse 7. In his day, the righteousness flourish, the prosperity abound, till the moon is no more. Alright, as we move into the next verses, he's actually talking about the reign of Christ. Starting in verse 8. May he rule over from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. May the desert tribes bow before him, and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of distant shores bring tribute to him. May the kings of Sheba and Seba present him gifts. May all kings bow down to him, and all nations serve him. This is very prophetic. This is a prophetic call. We know that this day is coming. Every knee will bow. Every nation will speak the name of the Lord. So we must continue to pray for those who are spiritually blind so that every knee will freely bow now before that day of judgment comes. 
Let's pick up verse 12. For he will deliver the needy who cry out, the afflicted who have no one to help. He will take pity on the weak and the needy and save the needy from death. He will rescue thee, rescue them from oppression and from violence. For precious is their blood in his sight. Long may he live. May gold from Sheba be given to him. May people ever pray for him and bless him all the day long. May the grain abound throughout the land. On the tops of the hills may it sway. May crops flourish like Lebanon and thrive like grass of the field. May his name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun. Then all nations will be blessed through him, and they will call him blessed. Praise be to the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does marvelous deeds. Praise be to his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. And the last verse says, This concludes the prayer of David, son of Jesse. So again, this last reference is to the Messiah. The call of the Lord to be, to be righteous through the king. And we know that the king of kings will be righteous on that day. He will bring righteousness. And he will reign on the earth after the time of tribulations. So I do believe this is a type of prayer that we need to be praying every day. We need to have it on our hearts and on our lips. So let me share a story that I I had recently heard. And gosh, when I hear these stories and God gives me such a lesson, it's, it's so much confirmation. So there is a judge in a large city. And he's actually a very loved judge. He's very fair. And he does the best he can to treat people very fairly, but yet he also abides by the law. So one day, a man came into his courtroom, and the man was, um, he had a long list of unpaid tickets. And the judge asked him why he had not paid the tickets. And the man said he didn't have enough money to pay the tickets because he was trying to provide for his family. Then the judge says, why do you have so many tickets from so many cities all apart across the north part of the state? And the man said he had lost his job. And shortly after that, he lost his home. And he and his family were living out of their RV. And they have to move around the city so they can still be close enough to the children's school, but still not stay in one place long enough for people to see that they're homeless. So the judge sat in silence for a moment. The man stood there, trying not to sob loudly in this silence. And the judge said, where's your wife? And the man said, well, he left me and my children, or she left me and my children. And the judge said, where are your children now? And the man said, well, I dropped them off at school. That's why I was walking in the door the minute you called my name. I I greatly apologize for being late. And the judge said in silence. At this point, the man is fighting back tears so hard. And the judge looked up and said, 
I have to charge you with not paying your fines. That's required of me by law. And at this point, the man just began sobbing more and more. The judge said, I have to give you jail time. It is required by the law. And it will be $50 to bail out of jail. The man was so heartbroken, he couldn't even look up. The judge got up from his chair, and he walked to the end of the desk. He looked at the bailiff and smiled. He handed the bailiff his judge robe. He walked over to the man, and he said, Now I stand beside you in front of the judge's chair. And the man didn't understand. He, he still couldn't look up. He was crying so hard. And the judge said, I'm paying the $50 for you to bail out of jail. My bailiff will process you, and you will be out of this courthouse in an hour. Here's an address to a campground where I have a friend. You will live here for the next several months. You will work for my friend. You will make payments to the court. You will take care of your children. You will make it because you are a blessed child of God. You see, this is what Jesus did for us. He came down from the ultimate judge's seat and he stood beside us. He paid our fine to have us released from the jail of sin. He provides for our basic needs and he puts people in our paths to help us walk out this life. And scripture says he has great plans for us to prosper. So my question this morning, church, do you spend enough time in prayer for others? Do you walk alongside of others in their life? And lastly, are you a reflection of what Jesus has done for you in your life? Let's pray. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, so many times we have all been the man standing there, sobbing, with nothing nothing left, no hope left. And Lord, you sent your Son to restore hope, to restore our lives. And you send people that we don't even know to walk alongside of life with us. They are truly your hands and feet. They are being angels on earth. And they don't even really understand sometimes the full extent of the blessing that they are being to each of us. God, we give you honor and glory and praise for never giving up on us. Even when we're being stupid. Nothing catches you off guard. You always give us the opportunity to confess our sins. And come back into obedience to your will for our lives. Lord, whoever is, is listening to this now that just needs someone to come alongside of them, Lord, I pray that you send that person. I pray right now that your hand of peace, mercy, and grace fall upon that person and hold them and comfort them. And Lord, for the others listening, if you need to send us somewhere so that we can walk alongside of someone, Lord, send us. Send us where you need us. Let us do it out of an overflowing heart of gratitude for what you've already done for us. May we never forget what you've done for us and what you will do for us. 
And may we rejoice in eternity with you forever. And now we pray with one voice, the way you taught your disciples to pray so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please know I'm praying for you. Um, gosh, my heart, I guess, is just a little burdened today. With everything that's going on. And I know that the enemy is trying really hard to plant seeds of doubt in so many hearts. And remove hope. But the only way he can remove hope is by removing Christ from our life. So remember... Be that reflection of Christ. Always speak life. Be a blessing. Put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Until next time, much agape, everybody.